1: The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities that we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. This is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda.
0: Klaus Schwab at the Economic Forum talking about uh, stakeholder communities sounds very familiar to something else they push which is stakeholder capitalism. In case you don't know what stakeholder capitalism is, it's a form of capitalism in which communities seek long-term value creation by taking into account the needs of all of their stakeholders and society at large. Sounds nice. They always word things very nicely when they put them together because they don't want to scare you off. They want you to buy into it. They want you to drink the Kool-Aid. Stakeholder capitalism is just another form of control. It's more concerned with uh, social society than it is with actually making money. It's really not a form of capitalism at all, but that's what they push. Anyways, the World Economic Forum is going on and I would like you to hear what they have to say from their mouths directly better than me uh, repeating it to you so you can get the full impact of what these people are selling to themselves and to everybody else over there. So I'm going to come in and out and go clip to clip so you can hear it. Here's another one.
2: We need to accept that there will be some pain in the process. Uh, The pace that we need will uh, uh will open up for missteps mm-hmm. uh it will open up for uh, shortages on energy it will create inflationary pressures and maybe we need to start talking about that 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 pain is actually worth it because if we don't uh, there's no business yeah. case okay. there's no economy there's there's no welfare but but so far i think we are have been a little bit careful actually talking about the pain in the short term that is likely to come from from the from this the very changes. important yeah. change yeah.
0: I think you're already starting to feel the pain of that, if you're paying attention at all. Uh, Every time you fill your car up, you see what happens when we stop producing the amount of fossil fuel that's required to run the country and run it in a positive way, and we start trying to rely on ineffective methods that don't produce enough energy for us so you're already starting to feel that I love how they're just like you just need to accept it and understand that inflation and that gas prices rolling blackouts all this stuff is just kind of part of the pain you're gonna have to deal with going forward as we transition off of fossil fuels to energy uh types of energy that doesn't even really work, it's not up to par, and you, you notice they're always very careful, they never tell you how long you're going to have to suffer, because I think that if most of us uh, knew that, okay, they have created a fuel or uh, a sustainable energy that is better than fossil fuel, less pollutive and we're going to transition and they're like, everybody just understand this transition is going to take a little bit of time to do over the course of the next three months. Things are going to get out of hand a little bit, but then it'll smooth right back out. And we're going to be in a good place because we're just redoing the grids and redoing the systems. I think most people would be understanding and go, okay, our lives aren't going to change. We're doing better for the actual environment and you're okay with that. However, that's all fantasy because none of that exists right now. They're telling you that you you have to accept this pain going forward, but there's really no solution. There's no end in sight because again, all of their sustainable green energy is not up to par. It's not going to be able to uh, power everything that we need it to power. All right, next one.
2: First of all, I would say that we have to stick to global markets. If we are now, and this is a tendency I feel everywhere in the world, also in my country as well, also in Europe, if we are now saying, okay, first of all, Germany and other countries are caring for themselves, then we will increase the crisis. If we are only caring for our own food supply, our uh, energy supply it must have a disastrous effect on the prices on the market so first of all we have to keep the markets open second we have to see that we have to solve one problem not on the back of another one so if we are now increasing the production of fossil fuels and coal power plants all over the place there's a drought in India we, you mentioned it we will definitely have uh, more problems in the next years to come. So we have to see that climate neutrality, the big issue of the conference 2020, um, so two years ago, it seems like ages, but two years ago, it's not gone. So we have to solve one problem with the solutions of the other problem. And third of all, when I mentioned open markets, I like to <coughs> stress out that the the roots of the markets, they have to change. So. It, the globalization, I, I would I think deglobalization is a wrong phrase. We shouldn't admit to that. We have to stick that we have, that we collaborate in one world and have some solidarity in the world, but therefore we have to change the rule of the markets as well. So these three things I would say are, give an idea where we have to, to heed to and maybe this conference can um, also lead some ways into a more sustainable future. First off,
0: all right. (laughs) Okay. Number one, uh, you see what's happening with the baby food shortage right now. You see what's happening with the grain shortages right now. Uh, Yeah, it's all well and good in theory to say that we're all going to be singing Kumbaya and everybody's all together and uh, we can all help one another out. But as we know, there are always evil people with evil ambitions that are willing to do whatever is necessary to achieve their goals. And with that being understood you need to take care of yourself first where he's saying that you need to worry about other people's food productions and food supplies. That's not necessarily true. Okay. Because if you are not a healthy country, if you're not producing, if you don't have enough here at home, you can't help anybody else out. Like I just said, the food shortage and the grain shortage that's coming. If we produced enough here, we could say to the world, we understand that Russia and Ukraine aren't producing because of uh, the issues that are going on over there and that it's not going to be able to get out to the world. However, since we have enough here and we have an abundance of it, we can supply countries that are going to be short because we are producing it. Not to mention, why would we cripple ourselves and hurt our, uh, and not give to us first and give to them secondary? Yeah, You have to take care of yourself first because you are no good to anybody else. If you can't help yourself, you certainly can't help them. I mean, these are pretty basic principles of life, and I think we all know and understand them. Uh, Apparently, they don't in the world economic form. Uh, these people also keep talking about this one world, this global economy, this this global solidarity. Yeah, you just want everything controlled by a certain amount of elites up top, and you want to not just control countries or continents. You guys want the entire globe. See, I'm completely against that because I want my solidarity here as the, in the United States. We want to be independent from everybody else. That way, we make our own decisions. One of the biggest problems with what I've spoke about already, about losing that to the World Health Organization is, see, we didn't vote for them. So you're going to have a large portion of people here, and I would say across all political parties, that don't think we should be taking orders from unelected leaders that aren't even from this country. They're making decisions for us. That's not the way that this country is supposed to run. We have the say. We get the final say. That's what voting is. That's why we are the superpower we are. That's why we have come as far as we have in such a short amount of time and why we have lasted as long as we have as the world's superpower. If we decide to give that up, we're going to crumble and be like anybody else on the planet. And believe me. Watching what's happening, there are always evil actors waiting in the wings to pick up where we're going to leave off. And I can tell you that particular evil actor is China. China is just waiting for the moment that we fall. Under Joe Biden, we are getting closer and closer to it. And and they know at a certain moment, we are now number two instead of number one. And that's not going to be good for all of us here at home. Also, I would like to point out, for all of these people in the World Economic Forum that talk about climate and they're so concerned about fossil fuels and everything else, year after year, they continue to go to these summits in different areas, uh, uh, different countries, and they're all from different countries, and how do they get there? Because I'm sure they are not all walking there. (laughs) Yeah, it's just that dumb. They're all taking either private jets or they're taking commercial airlines to get to their destination, in which case you are burning a lot of fossil fuel to get there. So I, that just shows you the hypocrisy, the, how hypocritical these people are. Uh, they, do they use automobiles? I mean, what is your, what do you think they do? Yeah, I mean, what it comes down to, for example, Joe Biden's all about climate change. Does Joe Biden still have multiple limos and he's got, you know, 30 cop cars with him when he's going places and all this personnel and everybody around him and they're just burning and burning and burning gas and oil and that's okay. Why? Because he says he's Joe Biden. But if you did it, see, that's the problem is that it's okay at the top, but it's not okay at the bottom. So they're going to live the good life. They're going to live the fat life. They're not worried because what they're, their excuse is going to be is we are so important and we have smothered it so much that everybody on the bottom is not doing it. So the little bit that we are doing, the little bit of fuel we're using to get from here to there to have conferences to save the world or the little bit of fuel we're using to take these motor motor parades through towns to go talk to people or whatever you're doing, that's going to be okay and they're going to justify it saying, well, we've cut down you know, ninety percent of it. So the you know the world's in a good place, even though we get to do this. You know, I'm not a big. Uh, I like movies, especially old movies. But one of my other favorite type of movies are movies based on true events. Uh, I, they just are more enjoyable. They're more relatable because uh, you know, uh, for the most part, I'm sure some of it's dramatized, but. They are what they are. They, they have happened in real time. So, what I'm about to say, this is a fantasy movie I'm talking about, but if you want a rough idea of people's vision of what that may or may not look like, you know, think of The Hunger Games. Take out the whole putting people in there and fighting each other stuff, but you have that city of elites from all over the place. They have that one city where them and certain people that work for them and everything, they get to live in this one location where they are living the good life. They're fed good every day. They get to do and as they please. And then there are all the other sections of poverty where everybody is fighting uh, for a scrap of food. You know, I mean, that is where this goes if we allow this to go on. I don't personally think even if they agree to it over there to give away America and let the World Health Organization um, take over uh, pandemics specifically, I don't believe that Americans would stand for it. Maybe I have too much faith in people. You could fault me for that. I don't know, but I believe that even you know Democrats, Republicans, uh, Independents, people that are non-political, everything are going to say that's a bad idea because uh, that could be disastrous at, at some point. You know, you're, you're going to allow people that aren't even from this country to lock you up, lock you down, force you to take certain types of shots, force you into your homes, make you wear masks, uh, make you wear a codfish on your head, whatever it may be, they're going to try to make you do it. So I think that most people are going, no, 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 you're not elected. We didn't pick you. We choose the people that we align with, and that's who we're going to follow the the direction of. You don't get to choose for us uh, an unelected body of morons, not even scientists, morons that are trying to tell us what to do with our lives. So I don't think it's going to go that way. However, the World Economic Forum is going on this week, and you can see already uh, it is as evil as it sounds. they are up to no good as they are always up to no good. Every year, it's the same thing and it's not likely to change. These people are globalists. They believe in their cause and they are going to, as much as they can, try to make sure that these things happen and in some small ways, they are happening around the world. Other countries that are not as strong as us are probably falling victim a little bit sooner. Uh, I would like to think that People seeing the condition we're in right now would be like, eh, yeah, nah, it's not going to happen. I mean, yesterday, didn't we talk about immigration? Look at the polling from immigration. People that were once okay with everybody just come across the border are now saying you're having a rise and people saying, no, 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 you guys got to shut the border down because this is completely out of control. This is not what I envisioned. You know, I'm thinking people are coming in, they're getting checked. We get your name, we get your number, get to come to the United States like all of us do. Welcome. You've been checked. You've been vetted. Come on down, no problem. It's the ones that are just coming over in, for, in force that are a problem, and, I, and even and even people that are firm believers in you know immigration are now saying you got to hit the brakes here because this is not what we want. So I think when it comes time. Um, for them to try to implement this and they're saying that, yes, we're going to let the World Health Organization make that call from now on. I think most Americans are going to buck the system and say, eh, that's not going to fly. All right. I will continue to update you. That's going on all week. I'm sure more will come out of that since we're in that part of the world, Russia and Ukraine. Yes, the war that continues on. I bet you didn't know that you that the uh, ruble is the strongest that it has been almost in forever. I think it's 57 to 1 right now, if I'm not off, 57 of their dollars to 1 American dollar, which is the best it's been for them, I'm not saying it's great, but for them, at least it's the best it's been for them, they are enriching themselves through uh, Joe Biden releasing the pipeline for them, and they're producing a ton of fossil fuels and oils which they're supplying to the rest of the world over there to keep everybody up and running so we are enriching one of our biggest enemies Uh, right now if you actually cared about Ukraine if you bought in and believe it all and care about it You wouldn't want to enrich the country that is invading them. You're just giving them more money to strengthen their military and give them the capability to do even more than what they are doing to achieve their goal, ultimately, of owning Ukraine. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, again, uh, these people, you you can attach that right back to the World Economic Forum. They, They say one thing, but are they doing it? You know Germany they want to talk a lot of smack at the World Economic Forum but they better be careful how much they say because Germany has, relies heavily on Russian oil. <laughs> you know so they can only do so much you really ultimately you know besides a ruble being up Joe Biden enriching them Joe Biden you can pretty much blame for the cause of all this weak leadership enriching the country it all it's all lays on lies on him no matter how much aid that he's straining our economy and giving to them Uh, it's, it really does fall back on him, you know, being the uh, leader of the free world. God, imagine that moron anyways. So going back, do you really think that these countries that are getting rich off fossil fuels, you think they care what the world economic forum says you think that they're going to be willing participants in this, uh, as far as coal plants go, who's building the most coal plants right now, China. So obviously China doesn't care. (laughs) Not interested. They're gonna make sure they're powered up, their cities powered up. They're gearing up to be in the number one spot. They're not going to slow down now. They can taste victory. With Joe Biden in the office, they can taste it. See, when Trump was there, they couldn't taste it. They knew it was far off. But once they saw that we had a questionable election and you put this sleepy idiot in the White House, they see an opportunity and they're going to take it. So they're not going to slow down a production of coal. They're not going to slow down production of oil. They're going to buy. They're going to build. They're going to do as much as they can because they're ready to take that number Number one spot so understand that no matter what these people in the world economic forum say no matter how much they'd like to be in this zen state with everybody working together and we're not producing any fossil fuels and nobody's eating any meat and everybody's living off of bugs is the way they would like to put it once we get to that if to get to that point you have to have everybody on board well sorry bad news for you i can tell you just right off the top of my head three major countries that ain't going to have no interest, which is going to be Russia. It's going to be China and it's going to be India. They have no interest. That is the lifeblood of their economy. That is how they make their money. Their fossil fuels is what enriches them and they have no interest of stopping or slowing down. So No matter how much, and I've said this before, but no matter how much we will hurt ourselves with all these different uh, red tape and regulations and everything that we do to try to slow climate change down here, we are only hurting ourselves because everywhere else in the world, they're not doing it. So we are just crippling ourselves. And believe me, I think it's by design. That's my opinion. All right, to show you. Now, I've already used an example of Disney in the past that they've lost so much money. Uh, They still haven't changed course yet. They've been a little bit more silent. But to show you uh, something positive that your efforts will not go unnoticed. Coca-Cola. They said it's time to find a common ground on voting measures after, uh, after pressure from the right. You know, conservatives have pressured Coca-Cola. When Coca-Cola came out and they were taking a big stance against election laws when they passed them in Georgia, and you know, remember that's when they moved the all-star game and all that nonsense, and Coca-Cola, that's when they also came out with the memo that you just need to try to be a little bit less white. They were jumping in head first, diving in head first to the woke wars. Okay, well, I guess they must have realized that that probably wasn't the best idea of whether it be from pressure through pressure from conservatives or their shareholders, they have changed directions. In a memo that was released by the Washington Examiner, it says, uh, I quote, from Coca-Cola, we believe the best way to make progress now is for everyone to come together to listen, respectfully share concerns, and collaborate on a path forward. We We remain open to productive conversations with advocacy groups and lawmakers who may have differing views. The company said it's time to find common ground. In the end, we all want the same thing, free and fair elections. Uh, The cornerstone of our democracy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Coca-Cola, I guess, like I said, must be feeling the pain. So just know if you are like me, and I'm fat now. I'm fat. My favorite drink that I think goes with everything except breakfast. Breakfast, that's a no for me. Some people are okay with it, but for me that's a no. But with anything else, to me, they literally the best drink to have with any of that. Coca-Cola. It's Coca-Cola. It's it's a Coke. <laughs> I mean, to, for me, it goes best with pizza, burgers, subs. It goes best with a steak. Every, that's just me. You know, Maybe people are different. Everybody's different, but that's just me. So I myself stopped buying soda. Coca-Cola, to be specific. I use off-brands like uh, Publix Cola or maybe Czech Cola, if I'm in a Winn-Dixie. Uh, if you're not from the region, you may not know what Publix is. I think most people do now. I'm not sure if they're in all 50 states yet. Um But I would buy the off brand because I refuse to give them the money. I noticed ever since Coca Cola made the whole be less white comment that when I go by the shelves, the public sodas are thin, the Czech colas are thin, but man, the cokes are completely full, not even a hole. You know, you would think that you see a line of 70 bottles of two liters there. And they're stacked five deep. You think if people were buying Coke, it wouldn't always look like that. You would think that you'd see, you know, some missing in the front here and there and wherever. I don't see it. (laughs) And these aren't shelves where everything moves forward. These are just flat shelves in a grocery store. So if it's missing, it's missing. And I don't see it. So I think everybody did a good job voting with their wallets, letting them know that, hey, you are a drink company. Stay the hell out of it and just make your drinks. No one cares what your position is on political uh, items. Just make your soda. That's what you're there for. But all that being said, ultimately, congratulations. If you're one of the people like me that stopped buying and you voted with your wallet once again, you have taught Coca-Cola a lesson, and the lesson here that they obviously learned is be neutral and stay the hell out of it, okay? Just make your product and stay out of it, and all is well. So we are doing, you, you see, these little wins are important. You know, when you see these big corporations and they're backing off of things, they're, it's important because it's showing you success. So what we're doing is working, so keep at it. We will be successful in the end. Even if it takes some time, we'll be successful in the end. I would personally rather enrich a company that's in line with my values or that's just completely neutral and they just sell a great product than I would give my money to a company that's either actively working against me or has come out as part of the woke wars and picked a side. That's my opinion. If you're going to go that extreme and pick that side... I got no interest in spending my money there. There's plenty of other places to spend money. Coca-Cola is not the only one in town. Like I said, I buy Publix. I buy Check, I'll buy different brands. There's plenty of other brands of soda. No big deal. They all taste just about the same. It's not like there's a, a big variation in, in taste and flavor there, but that's, the way we win we have been winning we are spending our money with people hopefully with people that share our same ideology we're supporting our local and small businesses rather than these big conglomerates of companies we keep this up we will win in the long term and i think this is just a good way to point that out that we are gaining some ground even though most days it feels like we're not all right hump day wednesday yeah baby Almost done. Uh, No razzle dazzle today. We'll just do it again tomorrow.